Rambam, all the mitzvot, all the reasons, the reasons for all the mitzvot fall into one of three categories. The three categories are, one, is it teaches us to be just and remove injustice, okay? Two, it teaches us um, good conduct, okay, how to behave properly for the well-being of society, right? And three is it refines our beliefs and it teaches us certain truths. All mitzvot, says the Rambam, falls into one of these three categories, right? And in our, um, in our keeping mitzvot and in our approach to mitzvot, we are always we're always falling into one of these three. So, so for example, we said some are obvious, but for example, now think about the chukim, a chok. How do we define a chok? We don't know the reason. Okay, good, right? So you're already a Rambamist, okay? Right? So, but how do we typically define a chok? A rule, okay, a law, but a law that what? that you must follow, that has no reason. You gotta follow for the sake of following, right? That's typically how a law is defined, right? So now our Rambamist says here, right? It's, it's, we don't understand the reason, right? There is a reason. It has to be one of these three, says the Rambam. We just don't understand it. And in the following sections of Moran Bukhim, he goes through some of these chukim and attempts to spell out what the reasons are. So for example, Shatnez. What is the reason that we can't mix wool and linen? Uh, Torah doesn't give us a reason, right? We don't know. It says the Rambam, it's tied to Abu Dazara. It's meant, the, the, the law of Shadnez is meant to help us refine our beliefs and keep us away from Abu Dazara and reaffirm our belief in Hashem. Says the Rambam, right? And all of the other laws that we don't know the reasons for, right? Or we assume that it's just a law that we have to follow for the sake of following it. No, says the Rambam, it has a reason. It's one of these three. We just might not know which one it is. We might not understand how it fits into one of these three categories, but it all fits into one of these three categories, okay? So his approach to mitzvot is an intellectual one, okay? Right? Mitzvot are, in, in, a, in, in a way, they refine our intellect. They refine our thinking, right? It has a lot to do with the mind, all of his categories, okay? Now... I want to highlight some specific mitzvot um, where the, the place of the mind, I think, is, is, is very evident. Um, and the Rambam spells this out very, very clearly in his work, Mishneh Torah, otherwise known as Yad Chazakah. Yad Chazakah is a halachic work as opposed to a philosophical work. But what's interesting is that there are sort of like philosophical concepts that he brings in his halachic work. Okay, so you see here that the, the, the mind is a, is a part of the soul, right? Is a connection, right? Where a philosophical idea appears in a halachic code or a halachic work. Shuchan Aruch, we don't see this, I don't think. Maybe I should. I don't know, but I don't think, right? I don't think that that's evident in Shuchan Aruch. The Rambam's halachic work is very unique in that way. He has 10 chapters on Tachot Teshuvah. Okay, he has... Hilchot Yesodei HaTorah, fundamentals of Torah, right? Not about learning Torah. Then he has a separate chapter on Hilchot Talmud Torah. That's about learning Torah. Then before that, he has Hilchot Yesodei HaTorah, the fundamentals of Torah. Okay, right. So here he he, he talks about a, a lot of these ideas. 
Aseret HaDibrot, Ten Commandments, right? They are Ten Commandments. We are commanded to do things. How, does it, how, does it do, how do the Aseret HaDibrot start? Anuchi Hashem. What's the commandment? What do I have to do? Anuchi Hashem Alkecha, Asher Oteticha, Meretz Mitzvah, Mivet Avadim. What do I have to do? Just now Ah, so here's another Rambamis, right? That's exactly what he says, right? That is the mitzvah of Yediat Hashem. You see how your Rambamists, because the Rambam has such an influence on how we think, right? Um, and many of the commentaries say this. Anochi Hashem is not a commandment. You're not telling me to do anything. You're making a statement, okay? Anochi Hashem is for the Rambam, Yediat Hashem. He says it's a fundamental, before anything, you have to know Hashem. Ah, now how do you know, he says. And he, he, he talks about exactly how. Okay, he says you have to know that Hashem is um, the source and 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 uh, the sole uh, exister. Okay, and if you want to think that Hashem doesn't exist, then nothing else in the world exists. But if you want to think that nothing else in the world exists and only Hashem exists, that's okay because Hashem doesn't need anything in the world. But everything in the world is dependent upon the existence of God. And that's something that we have to know, and that's a fundamental principle of something that we have to know. Okay? Um, and he brings, he brings a pasuk from Sefer Dvarim to support this. Right? You were shown to know that Hashem Okay? You were shown to know this. In, in when uh, Moshe talks to the generation about to go into the land, into Eretz Israel, um, talking about Matan Torah, Moshe tells the people, Be careful that you don't forget what your eyes saw, what you saw. And he's referencing Matan Torah. Now it's interesting because he's Dafka talking to a generation that didn't necessarily witness Matan Torah. That's the second generation. Maybe there were some people that were very young that were still alive, right? But the majority of the people did not see Matan Torah. So he shamer lecha pentishkach. Maybe you forget etvar demasher rawe necha. They never saw. So how are they supposed to not forget? They're supposed to learn about it, right? And make it a part of their shared narrative, as if they were there. That's how much they have to know. Okay, that's the power of the learning of the mind of the internalizing, where it becomes as if you were there, and it's as if you saw, right? That's our, that's every Shavuot, right? That's, that's kind of what we, lessons from Matan Torah, that's, that's what we have to think about, right? Is internalizing it as if we were, we were there. Now, in the beginning of Hilchot Avodah Zarah, the Rambam talks about the person, a person, that mastered this. Who do you think he's talking about? Mastered knowledge of God? Okay, a little before. First one. Abraham, right? Abraham. Right, and he brings a very interesting midrash, and right, it's, it's interesting that we, we first meet Abraham in the Torah, it's Lech Lecha. We don't really know anything about Abraham before Lech Lecha, and that's its own separate, that's its own separate class, okay? But the Rambam, when he talks about Abraham, and he talks about the greatness of Abraham, he talks about, he describes how Abraham found God, and he brings a very famous Midrash, which I'm sure you're all familiar with. He says that Abraham, how did he find God? 
with his mind, right? It was very, made a lot of sense to him. He looked around the world and he said, this world has to have somebody that created it, right? It can't be that, that this world is just appeared. There has to be a creator, right? Um, and first, and then the Midrash talks about maybe it's the sun, and then the sun sets, and then maybe it's the moon, and then the moon is not there anymore. And ultimately, he realizes through his mind and through rational thought, he, he, he recognizes the existence of God. And then you have the story where he tries to convince everybody around him, and he's in a society of idol worshippers, and he destroys all of the idols, and he tells his father that it was the head idol that destroyed all the idols, and his father says, this is an idol that I made, how could it have any powers, right? And he uses the mind to try and prove the existence of God to those around him. Now, where he is in his home, in Urkasti, he fails, right? right? And we know the famous Midrash of, of the Kivshan and throwing Abraham in the fire, um, and Abraham surviving that, obviously, Right, but what does he do with his awareness and finding of God? What does he do with that? He teaches it. Right? We know that when he leaves his homeland, right? what did him and Sarah take with him? All of their things. Right? And all the commentaries ask, what's the nefesh? They don't have any children. Who's the nefesh? It's all the people that they taught about the existence and the knowledge of God, right? All of that um, discovery that Abraham came to through his mind, through his thought, he now taught it to other people, okay? And taught other people to think about God and to know God, okay? That's, he, he was our model for connecting with God rationally through the mind, okay? This is, this is how the Rambam... Um, talks about Avraham Avinu. Um, oh, yes, and that's everything I wanted to say about Avraham. Okay, fine. So he goes on and then continues to, to talk a bit, to, to teach everybody, right? And he continues to pass that on to his son, to Yitzchak and to Yaakov, and, and so on and so forth, and, and we're still... Um, we're still passing that on to you, okay? That's Yidiyat Hashem, okay? That's the commandment to know Hashem, to learn about Hashem, to know Hashem. Um, and, and Abraham being an example of somebody who exemplified that. Okay, now we're going to take it to, we also have the, the obligation of Yidiyat Hashem, but I'm going to, I want to highlight something else right now, okay? Every single day, every single Jew has the obligation to the Avtat Hashem Elokecha. Okay, it's something we say every morning. Every single Jew is commanded about Ahavat Hashem. We're all commanded to love Hashem. Okay? Now, says the Rambam, how do we do that? How do we do that? Says the Rambam, you look around the world. You look at nature. You look at how things were created. You look at Hashem's creation. So whether that's the world or whether that's Torah, because Hashem gave us Torah, right? You learn about these things. And that's how you come to Yediyat Hashem, and that's how you come to Ahavat Hashem. That's exactly what Abraham did, right? And that's the model for us. That's how we achieve Avtat Hashem Elkecha, right? This question of how could the Torah command us to feel something, right? How could the Torah command us 
to love God. It seems, oh, here, love, love this person, love, right? It, it seems like how, how, how does that happen, right? Says the Rambam, you learn, you learn about God, you you think about God, right? And 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 we know this from all of the relationships that we have in our lives, right? The people that we know the best are the people that we're typically the closest to, right? Think about our relationships with our spouses, right? We know our spouses the best. We love our spouses. That's a, that's a that's a relationship of love, okay? A best friend, even, okay? People that you know very very well are typically relationships that have love in them. And he says the same thing with our relationship with God. You learn about God, and and you come to love God through that, through that, not through that learning and through that knowledge. Now, right? I want to go back to um, when we said that the intellect, according to the Rambam, is a piece of the soul. Okay. So now, what does this mean, right? That my learning and my knowledge of God gives me like a spiritual experience, right? Because I'm I'm. I'm creating a relationship with Hashem and I'm fulfilling my obligation to love Hashem and Ahavat Hashem, right? So my mind, I'm, I'm living a spiritual experience with my mind, right? So they're, they're connected, okay? Um, and the Rambam spells this out very, very clearly um, in, in Hilchot Yisodei Torah. He says when a person thinks about these things, right, all of a sudden he's, uh, first he talks about fear, Okay, all of a sudden he's afraid because he realizes that God is, is, is great and, and you know man is insignificant, right? But then he talks about the next level of fear, not fear like I'm afraid of God, but more fear, um, what we call yirat haromemut, okay, which is not which is less fear and more awe. Okay? I'm in awe of God, I'm inspired by God. God is awesome, right? Not like awesome, but like awesome, like I'm in awe, okay? I'm inspired by the greatness of God, and that's how a person comes to love God and to know God and have the spiritual experience by learning about God and, and, and internalizing um, all of that. And he says, and this is the path, right? This is, this is the path, this is the opening of how a person comes to love Hashem, okay? In Hilchot Teshuvah, when the Rambam talks about Olam Haba, he talks about how a part of Olam Haba is going to be people setting aside their, their mind and their intellect only and solely for knowledge of God. Okay? In, in Hilchot Melachim, when the Rambam talks about Yimot HaMashiach, he says, why are we so excited for Yimot HaMashiach? Why do all Chachamim love talking about Yimot HaMashiach and we're looking forward to Yimot HaMashiach? He says it's not because we're going to rule the world. And it's not because we're going to have the upper hand against all the other nations. And it's not because, you know, we're going to be, everybody's going to be below us. It's not because of that. He says, Because we're going to be free to be engrossed and involved in Chokhmat HaTorah, in Yemot HaMashiach. And it's not just us that's going to be able to do that. It's really the whole world, right? The, the ethic of kol ha'olam, the business is, is of all the world, of the whole world, is going to be ladat et Hashem bilvad, to know about Hashem, to learn about Hashem, to come to, to achieve higher levels of yediat Hashem, and then to, to reach um, ahavat Hashem. 
That's going to be the significance and the most important part of Yimot HaMashiach according to the Rambam. Okay, so again, this idea of knowledge, of using the mind to connect to God for the Rambam is the, the crux of Yimot HaMashiach. Now, there are three mitzvot that the Rambam isolates and talks about um, in terms of its effect on our mind. Um, and these three are tzitzit, tefillin, and mezuzah. Okay? The Rambam in Hilchot tzitzit says that a person, person has to be very careful with mitzvah tzitzit. Why? Right? It's it's shakul keneged kol haTorah, right? Because ureitem, right? When when the psukim tell us about tzitzit, ureitem oto uzchartem et kol mitzvot Hashem vaasitem otam, right? You're gonna you're gonna see tzitzit and you're gonna remember all of the mitzvot and you're gonna do that, right? How does tzitzit actually? So how does tzitzit actually work? It's not just by the mere fact that I'm wearing tzitzit and all of a sudden everything is good because I'm wearing it, like almost like um like something magical, right? It's going to remind me, right? And, and uh, I think in the, in the Gemara, it talks about the tchelet on the tzitzit, reminds us of the chilazon, where it comes from, and the chilazon is in the ocean, and the blue of the ocean reminds us of the shamayim, right? So it's a whole, it's a process, right? It's what that symbolizes. It's not just the mere fact that a person wears tzitzit, okay? But it's about what it does to our mind and to our our thought process. And it reminds us of Hashem, the same thing with tefillin. Says the Rambam that when a person wears tefillin, right, he should, it's not just, he, you know, when initially the tefillin was, they were not obligated to wear tefillin all day. Now, now they don't do that anymore um, because it was too hard to keep up with like the, the seriousness and the level that, that you needed to, to have to wear tefillin. So now it's only during prayer, right? But it's not just wearing tefillin for the sake of, I have to wear tefillin. Right, says the Rambam that it's it's in order Ela Mafneli It it guides the heart to the emet and the justice of God. That's what Tefillin does. Okay? And then for Mezuzah, I think he, for Mezuzah he says it the most um, powerfully. The Mezuzah and there's a many other um, many other rabbis talk about the protective power of the mezuzah, right? You have the Shin Dal Yud, Shomer de la Tot Yisrael, right, on the mezuzah. But says the Rambam, what's the, what's the point of the mezuzah? Every time I walk into a room, every time I walk to my house and I see the mezuzah and I kiss the mezuzah, I'm supposed to think about the oneness, Yichud Shmo Shalakadosh Baruch Hu, the oneness of God, and I have to remember the Yizkor Ahavato, I have to remember my love of Hashem, the Yikur Mishnato, um, right? A person has to, the, the, the mezuzah should be a means to sort of like wake him up and say like, what am I doing wasting my time on, on menial, trivial things? I should really be focusing my time on, on Hashem and loving Hashem and knowing Hashem. And that's what the mezuzah is supposed to do. So tefillin, tzitzit, and mezuzah, right? They affect, by doing them, they affect our thought process and enable us to connect with God, um, right on 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 a level, on a deeper level, um, and it affects our our mind and, and and how we connect to God through our mind. Okay. So now, I want to right. So we, we talked about Yediat Hashem. We talked about elevating that to Ahavat Hashem. Perhaps you could argue for the Rambam, Yediat Hashem and Ahavat Hashem are perhaps the same thing. 
maybe, maybe, Yidiyat Hashem leads to Avat Hashem, the highest level of Yidiyat Hashem is Avat Hashem, I don't know, interesting, right? Maybe they're the same thing. Okay, right? Then the Rambam talks about, um, also in the third section of Morena B'chim, when he talks about it, he talks about the power of the mind. And he addresses the statement of Chazal, Hirhure Avera, Kashim Min Ha'avera. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin itself. Okay, why does why does he say that? Okay, now that's we don't always. Um, there's it's interesting how that's related to and how thoughts of sin and it's, that's like a whole how do we like how are we halakal say like is is thinking of sin the same thing as sin like not always right but just for the for the concept here okay um, when the Rambam talks about thoughts of sin why does the Rambam view that as so damaging because he says that if our our mind and our chokhmah was endowed to us by Hashem as a means of connecting to Him. So when we, right, and, and, and this was a gift that Hashem gave us in order to perfect ourselves, in order to, to, to connect to Him, right, through mitzvot, through learning, through everything that we just said before. When we use that, we corrupt that thought process for something negative. Okay, we are essentially, it, it's, we're, we're corrupting that gift. It's a corruption of that gift. It's a betrayal, a transgression, right, of the thing that Hashem gave us to connect to Him and to perfect ourselves when we use it in the opposite way, right? It's, it's like a betrayal of, of, what, of what Hashem gave it to us for, right? We are supposed to use this to fulfill the goal of being a mamleche kohanim vegoi kadosh, and when we think of sin and, and kind of have our minds on things that, that, that are perhaps the antithesis of connecting to God, right? That is, that, that's, that's a betrayal. That's a transgression of the gift um, that, that Hashem gave us in our, in our mind. Um, he continues on to say that it's through the mind that you have the ability to strengthen the bond with Hashem or to weaken it, okay? It's the more that you're able to connect to God through the mind, the stronger your relationship to God can be. And, and the less that you use the mind to connect to God, right, the perhaps there's a, you, we run the risk of weakening our, our connection to God. Okay. Um, oh, and then, and then he goes along and says uh, he, he he says a lot of things. I, I, I we could we could be here for a very long time, so I'll start to, to wrap it up. Um, right? He talks about the avot where the perf- you know achieved this perfectly, um, and and because the avot achieved this perfectly, that's why they were zochet to an eternal covenant and eternal breach with God, and even in all of their endeavors to increase their property and their wealth, right? It was all in the end goal. Of, of approaching God as much as possible. Okay, right? We have the ability to use our mind, our good and bad for the God, uh, for the good and bad to 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 um to connect with God. And, and our ritual, he talks about ritual, and you can do ritual, you can pray, you can do go through the motions. But the idea is is to is to be uh, mindful of what we're doing, right? My Rambam would love mindfulness, I think, right? Like, um, and when you think about saying a bracha and a mitzvah which we don't do, women typically don't say brachona. Well, we do some of them. I shouldn't say we don't. Um, right? Like, that is attending 
we turning our minds to them. We're, we're being very mindful of what we're doing, right? When we say a bracha, when we have kavana um, for a bracha on a mitzvah, we're, we're being very mindful that we're, we're fulfilling something that Hashem wants us to fulfill, right? That's a very mindful thing. Um, and very good for us, too. Okay. So I, let's try this together. What does all of this mean? Um, so I want to end with two thoughts. Um, I'll end with the, I'll, the first one I'll say is, again, from, from the Rambam, because we're talking about him. Um, in Hilchot, I think Talmud Torah it is, he says, Shloshak Tarim Nichtemu Israel. B'nai Israel, the Jewish people were given three crowns. Um, Kehuna, Machut, and Torah. And the crown of Torah is the greatest crown of all. Why is the greatest crown of all? Because he says, unlike Kehuna and Machut, he says like this, he says, Keter Torah, Harei Humunach, Ve'omed, Umuchan Lakom. Keter Torah is there for anybody, to come and place the kitchen on their head. It's accessible to all. It's for everybody. Anybody can come and take it. Call Misha Anybody who wants it should come and get it. Right? And he brings the right? Right? It's not in the sky. It's not. You don't have to cross oceans. Right? It's right there in front of you. Now, why? Why do we think this is so powerful? Why, why is this so? Why do I think this is so powerful? Typically, when we think of intellect and the mind, there's a connotation of maybe something cold. Yes? Maybe? Agreed? Right? I mean, look, I think we're all, we all value the mind and knowledge and intellect, but I think there's an aspect of the intellect um, that comes off as cold. Okay? Right? It's like intellect without a heart. Exactly, right? Exactly. And Pirkei Avot talks about this, right? Kol shechokhmato, kol sheyirato kodem lechokhmato, chokhmato mitkayemet, kol shechokhmato kodem liyirato, en chokhmato mitkayemet, right? Comes up, Chazal talk about this in Pirkei Avot. Um, but there's an aspect of, of the intellect being something cold. So I think this idea of the Rambam uh, attributing the intellect as being a part of the soul really helps us with that, right? It makes... It shows the power of the mind and how the mind impacts on our spirituality. And at the end of the day, it's our mind that is going to impact our spirituality. We need, how do we perfect our spirituality? How do we grow in our spirituality? It's through the mind. And the Rambam talks about it's all according, it's, it's on a person, it's to each, they're on their own level, right? The Chokhmah of Torah is not for only the greatest of rabbis and the greatest of learners and the very smart people. And uh, that's not my, I hear this all the time. I'm not on that level yet. I'm not ready for that type of class. I'm not ready for that type of thing. I hear this all the time. That's mamash not the goal of Torah. And if that's what we think about when we think of Torah, right, we defeated the purpose. Rambam says that to us straight out in many different places, right? It's for everybody. The Keter of Torah is for everybody. It's accessible to all. In an age of information where we're always seeking information, we're always seeking knowledge. Information is literally at our fingertips. We want to know something? Hey Siri, Alexa, blah, 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 right? Did I set off like 17 things? <laughs> um, um, right? Like 
we knowledge is something that that it's it's all around us and it's something that we want and it's something that we strive for. So to not bring that into our in the world of Torah and our and our learning of Torah into our relationship with Hashem is 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 something's missing. It's not meant to be exclusive. It's not meant to be something that's for an elite group of people that have X amount of training. Right? Says the Rambam, the Keter of Torah is the greatest one because call Misha Yirtei Yavova told anybody who wants on their own level could take the Keter of Torah and simply place it on their head. And we'll say right now we're in the period of Ben Amitzarim, we're in the three weeks, we're in a time where it feels like perhaps Hashem is a little bit distant from us right now, historically it's not a great time for us. So Be'ezrat Hashem, we could continue to learn a little bit more, to think about, to be a little bit more mindful of our thought processes about thinking about God. Where, how, what's my relationship with God? What is my relationship to Torah? Where do I see myself in Torah and in this great nation? And Be'ezrat Hashem will be zocheh to have Hashem's Shekhinah rest upon us and within us as a nation. And be zocheh to the third Beit HaMikdash. Um, and it was very nice to learn with all of you. Have a great day. Thank you.